Ready for summer and want an enjoyable day trip? Head to Fauquier County, Virginia, just off I-66, nestled in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Fauquier County has over 25 local wineries, breweries, hiking trails, and Rappahannock River access. Check out visitfauquier.com for details. Fauquier County, find what you love. And welcome to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, January 9th. As always, I am Alex Kazora. Alongside me is Dave Bryan here to have our first stream of both 2023 and the Pittsburgh Steelers offseason. Those things unfortunately coinciding at the same time. Pittsburgh beating the Browns 28-14 on Sunday to move to 9-8 on the year, but did not get the help they needed. Miami beating the Jets, and so Pittsburgh staying home this regular season. Let me go ahead and pull up the uh, actual site here. And as always, joining me is Dave Bryan. Dave, how you doing? Doing good. We're, uh, we're right into the offseason, aren't we? <laughs> no stopping. Switch, switch gears, right? Ain't that the truth. Just It, it is kind of crazy to think about, you know, just about 24 hours ago, we're talking about, you know, can this team make that playoff push? Can they get the help they needed? It came close, but close, not good enough. So starting just a little bit earlier, usually we're 7 p.m., but um, with some things going on, Dave and I thought it'd be best to start a bit earlier. Still going a full hour till 7.45 p.m. Eastern time, so be sure to get your questions in a remind- championship game tonight too Ooh, who are you picking tcu or georgia? oh georgia's gonna georgia yeah. should go all over them i would think you but, think but hey oh, tcu scrappy uh yeah they are hopefully i i just want you know hopefully it's a close game but really i'm more of a you know if there's one team that i'm kind of gravitated to as being kind of my team so to speak it's probably georgia because uh, uh growing up where i grew up in uh in Northwest Florida, you know, it's Alabama, it's Auburn, it's Florida, it's Florida State, and just got uh, uh, Georgia kind of beat was the team that you didn't really hear too much about in my area, and I got a couple of friends that are big Georgia fans, so I've I've kind of grav- gravitated over the years to kind of Georgia being, I guess, quote unquote, my my college team, if you will. Yeah, really good program. I forgot to do our. Uh... Uh, stream test, test, yeah, test. or testing here. I assume you guys could hear us, uh, hear us. Otherwise, I would have gotten some comments that you could not hear us. But Chad, if you could just let me know if you can hear Dave and myself, if everything sounds okay, uh, that would help us out. And then we can officially start here answering your Steelers questions as this offseason begins. So Mike Adesso says it sounds good. And so we will, we will take Mike's word for it. And we will start things off with a super chat. And reminder, just like Mutated Genome did, $10 super chat. You guys can send us one and move to the front of the line and have a guarantee of your question being asked and answered as soon as possible by Dave and myself. So, Mutated Genome says, Alex and Dave, thank you for the excellent year-round Steelers coverage and analysis. The Steelers may disappoint, but you two and the rest of Steelers Depot does not. Thank you so much, uh, MJ. You've been here for so many of these streams, and I uh, appreciate you always hanging out with us. It, this site's possible because of the work of our team, but because of the community that we have that really engages with us, that talks with us, and makes this whole thing possible. So really appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we certainly do appreciate it. And got, you've got a great uh, team that we've put together. You know, we've added, I think, three full-time people, uh, uh, you know, ahead of uh, this la- this past season. And uh, just everything continues to grow and find work that, you know, Alex pretty much runs the site on a day-to-day uh, basis now. So uh, he's sort of like, I guess, the general manager of it all and just doing a fantastic job. So uh, thanks for all the support. 
and hopefully some more excited, exciting additions to tell you guys about in uh-huh. the future. Mike Adesso says, by the way, TCU receiver Johnson is a Martavis Bryant clone. Keep an eye on him tonight. Hopefully that's a clone on the field. I, I trust that it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, C-Mac, the purpose, this is a new one, the purpose of YouTube channels are to be on video, not inside private basement bunkers with blacked out night vision. What's the point? Just Spotify. I'm sorry if you're unhappy with the stream, C-Mac. If you're referring to the Steelers logo being up there a moment ago and not uh, the site, that was just for some logistical stuff. But, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. Maybe there'll be some face cams in the future, but just kind of what we have to work with. So hopefully Yeah, if you don't. Yeah, no, nobody's forcing anybody to stay here. That's yeah. for sure. The goal is just to answer the questions, and you don't always have to to see us to do that. But it's totally your call. We appreciate you being here. All right, we'll start things off here with Brian Jonker. Our says our our defense is very precarious. We have three great talents and a bunch of mediocrity. Lose one of them, and there is a whole position group to be exploited. Agree, disagree. I get that. You certainly felt that when you when you lost T.J. Watt in Week One, but. I'm sure that's true for a lot of teams. You can't have stars at every single position, and you lose one of your top guys you count on to kind of anchor and build around your defense, both in how you work and how offenses respond to you. I imagine any team that loses one of their top guys is going to feel that. So it's hard to judge, and it's probably a little insular just because we're so focused on Pittsburgh. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, (laughs) the loss of uh, T.J. Watt early in the season was a big deal, and you know, to some degree, uh, you know, uh, not having Demonte Casey early on in the season, I think the Steelers probably had, you know, uh, decent plans for him coming out of uh, coming out of preseason there, and uh, obviously it took a while to get him back on the field as well too. So, you know, knock on wood, this this team stayed, you know, relatively healthy uh, outside of that. Now, you know, uh, you know, other than that, how'd you, you know, how'd you enjoy to play Mrs. Lincoln? You know, lose a guy like TJ Watt. That mm-hmm. was super, super significant there. But as Alex and I talked about on the, uh, on the podcast earlier today, man, take a good look at what happened with that offensive line, uh, this past year, you know, uh, and cause you, it might be five or six or seven more years before you see, we might, I might not ever see anything like that again in Pittsburgh, uh, uh, with all, all five of those guys starting all 17 games and three of those guys played, uh, every single snap, uh, one of them, Chiquama core four, I think played all, but one or two, uh, you just, you're just not going to see that kind of thing there. So, uh, it's unfortunate they didn't have TJ Watt, but you know, obviously we you, when your best player on that side of football goes down, it's it's tough to overcome, and you'd have to think that if they did have him uh, for all those games that he was out, maybe that's enough to turn one of those into a W. And if that's the case, maybe this team's getting ready for for the playoffs right now. Sure. So often we talked about this on the podcast briefly uh, earlier today, Dave. You and I that you know health is sometimes that overlooked aspect of teams, the defining line between teams that succeed and teams that don't. You look at you know, what happened with Miami and Baltimore, their quarterback situations, and just in general, typically the teams that are among the worst in football or the teams that are the most snake-bitten by injuries, the teams that are typically the best are ones that stay healthy. Pittsburgh stayed healthy. The O-line, probably, they were healthy to play. They, they played hurt a lot. Mason Cole was never healthy this entire year. So I think a core four had probably a shoulder he was dealing with. It was constantly, I think, bugging him in-game. But this group played, and, and they certainly grew, and that was encouraging. Yeah, Con- it was Cole, Cole. Cole ended up being a pretty decent uh, ad, yeah. uh, and and man, if he can stay healthy and uh, uh, you know maybe maybe they'll be able to avoid 
you know, adjusting that center position, at least early in the draft this year. Right, I think so. Got a slew of Super Chats that just came in, so thank you guys so much. I'll read them off here. Connor V, $10 Super Chat. Appreciate the coverage all year. What a, uh, he says, he says, excuse me, what's wild about Steelers Depot is that the off-season coverage is just as professional and thorough as the regular season top-class site. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. as Dave said, flipped that switch immediately just from yesterday talking about the game and today talking about off-season draft, agency coaching you know, changes, Tomlin's presser, all that year-end type stuff. And so the new cycle, the NFL has figured out to make this thing never stop, and they do a very good job uh, at that. Yeah, Connor, look, just before we even, Alex and I got on, you know, we just talked about what, you know, the things that we're working on. I've got uh, uh, my free agency primer, you know, articles uh, coming. Uh, uh, last night, I dumped the kind of the quick overview in, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, listing, the restricted, the unrestricted and exclusive rights free agents just to get people uh, you know, able to see the names and thinking about it uh, within hopefully within this next week. I'm going to have prime, you know, more, more, more uh, drill down. Uh, uh, kind of, you know, uh, on detail uh, primers about first the, uh, I think the exclusive, then the restricted, and then the unrestricted there to shed a little bit more light of which way I think, you know, it's going to go with all these players. Then, uh, you know, my salary cap uh, update, my first salary cap update uh, should be along here fairly soon. Alex has got a nice little uh, uh, thing that he did, I think, with some awards, uh, you know, the yearly awards that he kind of polls the people on the site and you know, as, as we mentioned, we've added so many full-time people to the site. I mean, it, it just, all it is, is really like flick, flipping a switch for us right now, this time of year. And then, you know, I think even Alex has talked about maybe the draft profiles will start uh, next week. And if they don't start next week, it'll be the Monday after. And we hope to do about 250 of those this year. Yeah, so much content. So I know the season ended, but the content certainly hasn't on Steelers Depot. We will be doing our our now, I think, second annual Steelers Depot Award. So take that, Grammys. We got the Steelers Depot Awards for you guys. (laughs) And thank you, Connor, again for the kind awards and the Super Chat. Another $20 Super Chat from our friend Double HH, who says, which potential coaching change will create more chaos ripples throughout the NFL for players leaving or being traded? Sean McVay or Sean Payton. So which Sean coaching change or potential coaching change will create more chaos? Probably Payton just because there's a trade aspect to it and he's kind of got a coaching staff in place. I don't think it's going to create chaos. It's just going to be a coaching hire that's a bit atypical. Um, Coaches have been traded before and what Parcells and Belichick and Gruden and Chula. So it's not unprecedented, but um, just the return of Sean Payton to coaching, although McVay seemingly kind of just leaving the Rams that are a mess is a interesting scenario. Yeah, it, uh, he had, nothing's really gone forward with either one of those two, right? Just McVay's thinking about maybe stepping away. That's where we've left off on this. And then Payton, you know, last I heard he's, uh, uh, I guess, the Broncos courting him, right? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, Dave. I don't know if you can do anything to maybe. Oh, you know adjust. why? I've got. I've probably got, got the uh, thing okay. on. Yeah, so go ahead and, and fix that, and then we'll we'll test that. Yeah, it, no- it, it it should be better there. Okay, I think you're better now. Yeah, McVeigh is not officially walked away, but the reports, all the prevailing wisdom, is believing that he he will, and then Peyton will end up somewhere, almost certainly Denver. You know, we'll see. Uh, but that's the thought right now. Okay. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if either one of those play out the way they're kind of, I guess, trending right now. Yeah, we shall see, but it'll be interesting to see what the, what uh, decisions get made and where everybody lands. $5 Super Chat from Ryan Riffle, who says, thank you for coming. 
I'm back. Dave started listening to you in high school. I'm 27 oh, now. Couldn't imagine a Steelers oh, season without you. So that one's to make you feel old, but we are certainly glad you're back. Uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm, 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 we're all day to day, right? Well, I'm, uh, I'm day to day and year to year right now, kind of, you know, with my health and all. And I've, I've obviously done this since 2008 and, uh, you know, try to, you know, we, as this staff continues to grow, I'm going to try to pull back a little bit here and there. And, you know, Alex pretty much runs the, runs the operation now. So, uh, help out where I can and not getting anybody's way at this point. And I like, still like talking to, uh, you know, doing these chats and doing the podcast and writing, you know, about, uh, about salary cap and all like that. So as long as Alex is able to make it comfortable for me, uh, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll approach this thing year by year right now so uh, as of right now uh 2023 is in the plans and be sure to listen to the podcast today where dave gives an opening kind of primer on the salary cap we'll do a more detailed written article in the near future but some really good content there if you guys want some salary cap info on this team another 20 dollars super chat you guys are just killing it today thank you so much nick gooden says um thought i would be sad today but i already found myself excited listening to today's first cap breakdown of the offseason so speak of the devil thanks for all you guys uh do uh can you see the steelers drafting a late round uh excuse me a, a late round third string quarterback again this year so oladokin uh 2.0 oh i don't know if alex's heart can take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not for my sake. I mean, they're gonna they're, they bring four quarterbacks in the camp, so you know they're gonna add somebody. Rudolph's gonna certainly go. Trubisky could be released. It's only Kenny Pickett assured to be on this team going into training camp next year. So my thought is Pickett, uh, veteran quarterback, be a Trubisky, somebody else, futures contract guy, and probably undrafted. I think it's really hard to justify the draft pick, although depending on the needs and this team having some extra cap space or excuse me, uh, draft picks. It, it could happen in Pittsburgh's, you know, penny pinching ways when it comes to the draft. Will that change though with Con? You know, th- there's so many variables at play. It's hard to say. I, I find a draft pick and a quarterback probably more unlikely. Yeah, I would hope they wouldn't uh, just go, just get an undrafted one, you know, and then uh, you know you could even even probably find one of these other bottom of the barrel guys to kind of uh, compete for a minimum salary, you know, to potentially be your number three guy, and we'll obviously see what the team decides to do with Mitch Trubisky or not. Uh, obviously, if if you decide to part ways with Mitch Trubisky, you'd probably want a more experienced kind of guy in that role there. But uh, there's going to be a lot of those kind of uh, fringe guys I would think out there uh, to be number three types and then your number four as Alex said could 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 be a rookie undrafted free agent I you know after after you know, you know I, I, to me there's no sense in drafting one even if it is a seventh rounder just go out and uh, uh, get an undrafted one at that point right the problem is and the reason why they drafted a little doken was they weren't going to be able to afford to sign him as an undrafted guy will the model change under con and why remember they weren't running the draft it was Colbert at the very end of last year so there's some variables that we don't quite know, but I wouldn't even in principle draft a, a late round pick on a quarterback. The success rate is extremely low of getting anything out of that guy, and this team has plenty of holes to fill. Uh, Mutated Genome, another $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Also, if you guys could like the stream, that would really help us out. Be sure to hit that like button, and it would really um you know boost the visibility of this live stream. It says, am I the only one who absolutely despises when Pickett rolls out to the right, whether by design or when he bails out of the pocket too soon? So Dave, I'll let you start with this one. Your thoughts on, I guess, Pickett's pocket movement. 
Well, I mean, you do take away half the field when you do that, right? <laughs> sure. Right off the right off the bat there. But I mean, if you structure it right, if you have kind of a levels concept in there, depending on 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 you know what you've done up until that point, you know, it's it's not something that you totally, I don't think, uh, uh, take away from the from the playbook. But it's another thing too that you don't want to see. At least I don't. You don't want to see four or five times a game uh, on top of it. Now, uh, I will say this. I mean, we've seen these last couple couple of games of Kenny Pickett do some stuff uh, out of structure. But why bail? You know, why why create kind of an out of structure, you know, environment which Technically, that is you're rolling away you're out of your pocket in those situations. In today's NFL, you've got the Max Crosby's and the and the Bosa's that are are, are, are pretty pretty wise to that stuff. So, I mean, do you want to see it three or four times a game? I don't, but you know, I think if it's used right in certain certain games, uh, and 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 if you have kind of like a levels con- concept uh, on top of it, there. And you have a mobile quarterback. Should something go wrong, I, I mean, I, I don't think it should be totally, you know, uh, aborted. Yeah, there's a risk reward. It depends on what you're talking about, designed or undesigned. Uh, you know, Pickett certainly has a tendency to still scramble a bit much, and and that's I think typical of young quarterbacks who are mobile. A, it just you know we're watching a mobile quarterback in Pittsburgh for the first time in forever, so it's just kind of foreign to us to to really see that on a on a regular basis. Um, Canada was bringing back the sprint outs a bit towards the the final two games, and I didn't love that. They ran them like 17 times the first six weeks of the year, and I didn't love that. And not, not just It's not just the idea, but they would run them on second and nine, and so that would kind of put themselves in a guaranteed third and four at best or third and five. And so teams to run that on you know third and three to pick up four, move the sticks, all right, I get that. But you know, Canada would, would never use it on third down. He would use it on first and second down. Kind of the same thing towards the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, I think pocket presence, movement, awareness, things Pickett got better at, especially keeping his eyes downfield as he scrambled. He was scrambling to throw, not scrambling to run, but an area to work on next year. All right. Oh, I just lost the chat here, and I might have lost some of the questions. Let me scroll back up. Uh, Let's see. Mike Odessa with some very nice comments about our coverage, so I appreciate that. And also says, if I find the comment here, this may be a little blasphemous because I'm a huge Danny Smith fan, but is it maybe time to move on from him? Kick coverage really below the line and minimal splash plays again. Could this be the end? Oh, Mike, uh, I wish you got asked that question to start the stream here. Um, I mean, I, I think about retirement with Danny Smith. I know he's a football lifer, says he has no other hobbies and he probably coach, you know, as long as he can. But you have to consider that. I don't know what, what where he's at contractually. So, yeah, I think the kick coverage was really poor throughout the year and special teams is not at its best it, it had its moments but you know, it could have been better it was probably a below average unit just in totality so i understand the thought there i'm just going to kind of wait and see what happens and my thought on it is you know and, and something we talk about every year during the summer is well don't forget about the uh uh the miles boykins and the and the benny snells because the steelers usually like to keep those kind of players because of the special teams value uh that those guys bring to the table that's that that you know the tyler matakavages a couple of years ago th- those kind of things there uh yeah and and you're paying those guys you know you're not paying those guys minimum salaries on top of it there uh <laughs> Seemed like every week I was writing up or, or, or talking about it on the podcast. Man, is this the week we get that that key special teams play, that that key force fumble, that key uh, return? 
it, it never materialized. <laughs> I mean, well, you had you had to return uh, what against the uh, against the Patriots, right? Uh, the long return against the uh, Bucks. Uh, well, okay, against the Bucks, yeah. yeah. Uh, and even that one, he almost fumbled the football. I think uh, uh, they they you know it's. Third, it's the third phase, and it's important for a reason uh, here. And even this year, you know, and you know, is was it because of Chris Boswell's groin? Uh, you know, and you just kind of look at the stuff with, with with you know Presley Harvin, how inconsistent. It's just been underwhelming, Alex. And and you know, I know I know Alex is a big Danny Smith uh, fan. Uh, how much of it is coaching? You know, that's that's a great question. Uh, you know, where's where's even the block punts at? You know, one, sure. one of those this year and all. I mean, they were close a couple times, but uh, you know what they you know uh, you just it, you never saw any of that. So, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a change there, whether it be either Danny Smith retirement or 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 some new blood there. Yeah, no. I, as much as I'm a fan of Danny Smith, I think the unit certainly can be criticized, and I did so routinely. Um, I thought the kick coverage was was poor even before the Colts game, where it was really bad, and there were signs of it cracking uh, ahead of time. Uh, maybe they should add a dedicated special teams assistant. Pittsburgh, the only team that has one technically dedicated special teams coordinator, and that's Smith. Now, of course, other coaches help, like Blaine Stewart, like I think Denzel Martin, and probably others. But maybe there's a, a consideration there not to have Smith kind of be the the sole guy. But we'll have to to wait and see. Couple more super chats here. One again from Ryan Ripple. Two dollars super chat says, "Dave is the goat. What's your favorite Star War?" That's the question. I'm a goat. I, I, I'm about as old as a goat, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I guess it'd be New Hope, Ryan. I mean, remember, Ryan? I'm 54 years old. So uh, when I when when that came out, I was I don't know what was I seven eight something like that. And uh, uh, I mean that that was the thing. You just blown away. And you know, obviously that one was the original one. And look, we never caught. I just started learning it was New Hope not too long ago. We never called it New Hope and and all. It just Star Wars to us, you know. And then it was Empire Strikes Back. And then it was Return of, Je- uh, of, of the Jedi there, so uh, you know it. Uh, it would probably be the original, the original one, which would be Star Wars, you know, New Hope, I guess. All right, there you go. GSBZ Jonathan, two dollars super chat. What's the biggest positional need on the team? That's a tough one. It's probably tougher to answer that now than it was two months ago. You know, trenches is still the focus. I'd probably say defensive line, given the uncertainty mm-hmm. there. You know, of course, you have Hayward, but beyond that, it's a lot of question marks. Ogan Joby, a free agent, warmly torn ACL free agent, a lot of Mook Leal, young guys. What are their roles, their fits? Uh, Tyson Alualu almost certainly will retire. Montrevious Adams, what is his? Is he a starter? Is he a backup? So it's kind of a catch all, and there's some uncertainty there that could change, but I'll say D line. Look, man, especially if you don't get uh, at this point, if you don't get Larry Ogan Joby uh, re-signed uh, come come March, man. Uh, as Alex just hit on, I mean, it, Wormley's gonna Wormley's an unrestricted free agent. On top of that, so uh, not only do you have to get him re-signed, but he's gonna have to go through the rehab uh, process and all like that. Tyson Alawalu, that's probably it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't retire. <laughs> They shouldn't resign him at this right. point. Uh, who is Isaiah Loudermilk? You know, uh, I think we we kind of know now he's kind of a back, more of a backup than anything. Uh, Demarvin Leal, we're still really trying. I mean, he, he's done some nice things, but we're still trying to figure out if he can, you know, if he can be kind of an every down uh, type guy. Montrevious Adams is is you know at best a backup I think you know you you obviously got a a, a prime player still in 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 Cameron Hayward there uh, 
but you know what else? What else do you have on that uh, defensive line there? So I really think uh, at this point, from where we sit here right now, once again, I you know we'll see what happens with Larry Ogan Joby. Man, I really think you got to think hard and heavy about uh, spending that first round draft pick on a defensive lineman if if there's one there, let's say seventeen that fits what you're looking for uh, and, and you know, obviously falls down that far. Right. And that fits in line with what Andy Weidel's philosophy is, is to build inside out what he didn't, what they did in Baltimore, what they did in Philadelphia and probably the approach in Pittsburgh. So many super chats here. Thank you guys so much. Very generous here on this first day of the Pittsburgh Steelers off season. One from Jeff Bendowski. I probably said that incorrectly, but Jeff says, how much do I have to donate to the Super Chat to get Devin Bush jettisoned? Uh, the $5 is just fine the way that you have it. I think Todd had asked as well, uh, is this it for Devin Bush? I think you're going to get your wish here, guys. And that's really indicative of just what's happened the last two weeks, playing 10 defensive snaps against the uh, Browns and, and Ravens combined. Was not even slated to really play in that Ravens game until Miles Jack got hurt. Dave, you said it perfectly this, uh, earlier today on Twitter. Uh, Devin Bush cannot play in AFC North ball. You can't do that. You can't play in Pittsburgh. Exactly right. And, you know, the writing's been kind of been on the wall uh, with this. Now, in Devin's defense, to some degree, I mean, it was a uh, we saw him do some things that we've kind of been wanting to see him do from a physicality standpoint and taking on blocks uh, a little bit more. But it 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 hasn't been enough. It hasn't been nearly enough. Well, you know, go back to the same the, the original concerns that I had when when Devin Bush was coming out. Uh, one of the be- probably one of the all time best uh, uh, podcast episodes we've we've ever had that's been draft related was you know I think we spent forty five minutes to an hour Alex and I discussing uh, Devin uh, Bush after each study I don't know three four games whatever it was way back uh, then and all and one of my biggest concerns about him you know. Coming out was you know, where, where where is the playmaking at? You could see the sideline to sideline ability and the athleticism with Devin Bush, but where is the playmaking? Where was the plays behind the line of scrimmage? And I'm not talking about blitz stuff because they would do some stuff with him that would allow him to be kind of a free runner on some blitzes. And of course he you know he he got home a couple of times on that. But uh, where's the playmaking been? With, with with Devin Bush at the NFL level. So uh, I think it's time, even, and Alex and I talked earlier today, man, even if even if you were to get Devin Bush back on a one-year veteran minimum uh, contract for the, for you know, veteran benefit contract for, for the minimum, uh, you're, you're, you're re-signing him with the notion that he would be a backup. And most backup, ins- well, really all backup inside linebackers on the Steelers must play special teams. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know about, you know, I'll tell you what, Devin Bush is not a core special teams player. So even if you did resign him for the minimum, it, it's you're to me, you're probably just biding your time, hoping that there's not an injury to one of your starters and you end up just cutting them, uh, you know, by the, by the, you know, by this week one started week one of the season there. So if you're going to, if, if that's going to, if, if, if those are the boxes that you got to start checking off and all like that, just let him walk and go somewhere else. There's probably another, another team out there that's going to be willing to sign him to a one or two year deal for a little bit more than minimal. And the Steelers, that'll be too rich for the Steelers blood when it comes to him. I think, I guess when Harbaugh gets back in the NFL, he'll just pick up Devin Bush, right? I mean, that's that makes a lot of mm. sense, I think. So mm-hmm. who knows what will happen there. But Devin Bush will not be a Steeler next year. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Robert Splane probably gets re-signed. 
Uh, we'll see about Marcus Allen, Mark Robinson, of course, re- returning, but uh, no to Devin Bush. Uh, one last call out, 103 people here in the chat. Really appreciate that. Just please hit that like button. It would really mean a lot to Dave and myself as we try to get as many Steelers fans in the chat as possible. $20 super chat from the one LC7 says, keep up the good work, guys. First, Canada has to go. Feel he's holding the offense back with vanilla play calls. Disgruntled clown uh, would be in, nice in rotation with Watt and Highsmith. If numbers work, of course, let's go steal. So I believe that's referring to Jadavian Clowney being part of the rotation. He's more of a hand down guy. I would be guy. shocked. Yeah, a I lot would of be reasons. stunned if Jadavian Clowney is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stunned. Yeah, I don't think it's gone well in Cleveland. It has not gone well in Cleveland. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to want to absorb that. Um, with Canada, we'll see. I think Dave and I felt today really could go either way. I'm We're both slightly leaning towards Canada staying over going, conflicting reports and thoughts and feelings. So I said earlier, I think we'll get our answer by Friday. Typically in Pittsburgh, when coordinators go or parted ways with, not renewed, whatever you want to call it, it's about four or five days after the season ends. So I think by Friday afternoon, evening, we should probably have our answer. Yeah, it's so hard to read, kind of read in between the lines about maybe what Mike Tomlin, you know, did or didn't commit to, you know, during his press conference today. Uh, I, I, you know, it sounds like it's depending on what, 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 uh, what side, what, what side of the, you know, the bread you have buttered with your narrative, uh, going into today when it comes to, to Matt Canada, you have, uh, Ian Rappaport talking about how he feels that, uh, the way Mike Tomlin said things today, uh, uh, kind of has him leaning towards Matt Canada coming back. Then you have a couple of beat writers with the Steeders uh, on the other side saying, uh, <laughs> you know, the way, the way Mike Tomlin said what he said today means, means uh, obviously that Matt Canada probably not coming back. So I, I just hope that we find out by the end of the week, one way or the other, and it would not surprise me either way. I'm probably 51% uh, thinking that they might bring Canada back and, I haven't had a good read on whether they will or won't since about, I don't know, week 13 of the <laughs> season, I guess. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, generally, Pittsburgh moves slower than other teams. The Titans just fired their whole offensive staff, essentially, today. Uh, you know, But you want to get you got to fire a guy, get somebody hired in place for the Senior Bowl as you kind of get ready for all those things, the Shrine Bowl. Um, and so I imagine you know, you're going to move with relative swiftness on a decision on Matt Canada. $5 super chat from Austin who says thoughts on Darnell Wright, the right tackle out of Tennessee. Chooks is not going to be eating up more cap space that he's not, or excuse me, says Chucks uh, is going to be eating up more cap space than he's worth. I don't know much about Wright. No, he's a big guy overall. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm not the, the draft expert to start. I'm kind of just about diving into this. So I really don't have a lot of thoughts for you right now, Austin, on Darnell Wright. Yeah, look, uh, we don't even start getting into the, you know, Jonathan Hightrader has been doing, doing a lot of uh, his, uh, you know, kind of early, you know, stuff with the, you know, really through all throughout the season. He's been writing about, you know, players to watch and all like that. But because, you know, our full-time job is to cover the Steelers, we don't really get to touch. I mean, we, you know, I watch college football every Saturday during the season and all, and I know, you know, a little uh, enough about a lot of 
guys to be dangerous, but not, nothing in. It's not like I've cracked open large amounts of tape yet either. We don't get to do that until right now. Now we do obviously have. Uh, we got uh, five people coming out to Vegas for the uh, East West Shrine game. Alex, I think you and three others are going to the Senior Bowl this year. Uh, this is the time of the year when we start ramping that stuff up. So, uh, and and we've learned over the years, and we we preach to our own people. You don't talk about a guy that you haven't watched watch tape on. So uh, until we were able to watch a little bit of tape on some of these guys, you know, it's you know we're just we're just throwing darts. You know, and we're we're not going to go off of what other other people write. Yeah, we're not going to we're, we're playing catch up, and until then, I really don't have a lot of commentary. I know he's got size, um, and that's really all I can tell you about Darnell right right now. But uh, check back in a couple of weeks. Uh, go through some of these earlier non-Super Chats as quickly as we can. Uh, Matt Bell says, uh, Hi, Dave and Alex. Do you think we should bring back Chris Wormley and DeMonte Casey next year? Wormley, I'd like to see how that ACL is doing. Wait until the summer and kind of see where he's at in his rehab. And then Casey, that'll be interesting because, you know, you probably we're going to try to bring back Terrell Edmonds. Will Casey want to come back knowing he's already blocked and, and will be a sub-package player at best? You know, I'd look to bring him back. I don't know if he'll he'll want to come back if he knows Edmonds is in front of him. I certainly would try to bring Casey back, uh, with without a doubt. You know, he 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 might feel like he wants to start somewhere, and that's certainly you know understandable. But I I would give it the old college try when it comes to him. And uh, Wormley, I think it comes down to you know, rehab with him and price. I don't think you've got to get, get in a hurry with him unless he's willing to, to sign a minimal contract right now. But, uh, you know, as fresh as that injury was with him, what was it? Week 14, 14 was Baltimore, it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's going to even, even if he, you know, does really, really well with his rehab and all like that, uh, he's good. It's going to be, He's got to be pushing it to, to be ready for the start of the regular season. So uh, there's not going to be a flurry, a, a rush to go out and, and for a team to go out and sign uh, Chris Wormley during unrestricted free agency. You might get into June and July and him still uh, be unsigned. Uh, I, he, I'm willing to bet if, if, if he had his way, he would re-sign with the Steelers. But you know they're not going to break the bank with him either, and they're going to make sure he's well along in his recovery. So, uh, yeah, I would not mind him back if the price is right. And, and and as long as that rehab uh, is going well for him. Sure. Had it not been for the injury, I think he'd have been kind of a no-brainer resign for a pretty cheap amount overall, something reasonable, economical, but the injury certainly throws a, a monkey wrench into that. 105039 says, hope you cover Larry O. Interested to see what your initial thoughts are on him coming back. Very hard body of work to judge this year. Yeah, and we've talked about him some. We'll continue to talk about him, the guy that I'm probably the least certain of in terms of stays or goes. I think he'll go. I mean, he certainly had moments. He certainly, you know, had made an impact as a pass rusher at times, you know, getting penetration, gap shooting, that kind of thing. But he was just inconsistent. His get-off was really up and down. His run defense was hot and cold. Just kind of that up-and-down player overall. And do you want to pay really big money for a guy that's getting a bit older? I don't think so. Man, and that toe, I mean, he's on yeah. that uh, uh, injury report the, the last, what, five weeks or so, four or five weeks of the season uh, with that toe. And it makes you wonder how, you know, how, how much, you know, did that toe impact his True. play a little bit there on top of it? Now, look, he, when he was good, he was good, man. I mean, uh, but there, there, there were kind of peaks and valleys with him and uh, at his age with kind of the injury history that he's sort of developing now. And uh, he's probably uh, what you would call a free agent mercenary is, you know, uh, on, on, on top of it at this point. 
uh, I mean, if the, if the price was right on him, I would consider uh, re-signing him back. But I've got a feeling he's he, he's going to dip his dip that injured toe into, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into free agency come March 15th and uh, auction, you know, you know, his services off to the highest bidder, if you will. Uh, and, and, and thus I, from where I sit right now, I think I'll be a bit surprised if Larry Ogan Joby's back. Uh, but if he is back once again, I'm not so sure I wanted at 8 million, uh, a season there. And he's probably thinking, well, I, I, I should get that maybe a little bit more there. So it'd be interesting to see how it works out. I'm willing to bet that, uh, right now from where I sit that he won't be. Yeah, he wants to make up on that big, what was it, three years, $40 million deal with Chicago that fell through because of the injury he had last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oscar Mon says, hey, Alex, do you think the fans can follow previous precedent on draft selections, blue-collar man, pre-draft visits, schools, etc., since Colbert is gone, or are past patterns scrapped? That is a great question, Oscar. It's going to be one of the biggest of the offseason that, that won't be super obvious to, to watch, but... Something in my head a lot. Tomlin's still here. Colbert gone. Khan promoted, was with Colbert since 01. Andy Weidel comes in. There's a lot of, there's going to be changes. There's going to be a different approach. How much changes? How much can you predict? Dave, our, our Blues Clues game will be a little <laughs> bit tougher this year. Well, I tell you what, that, uh, it, 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 I tell you what won't change changes the process of us playing eagle eye uh <laughs> with with the photos and the videos and trying to find out uh who's there uh and it will be a bit of a learning you know uh, uh i'll tell you what i i'm going to go off of what we've done in the past until right. i have reason not to uh and maybe this year is is is, is that year there but you know with Weidel and obviously uh uh Khan wondering you know uh does does Khan go to more than just uh 12 or 13 primary uh colleges or you know will, will we see Weidel more out on the circuit uh uh, just certain things to track so I mean we we I I tell you what I, we're going to track it and We'll see how this first year. It's impossible to 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 rubber stamp it and say this is exactly the way they're going to do it. Just the way the previous, <laughs> however long we've been doing this for now, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, years are. But uh, it will be fun uh, tracking the product. Look, there there are some things though with the measurable aspect. You know, every year Alex does the. Uh, uh, what the Steeler, it. what the, what the, what they look for. I don't think, I, I think a lot of that's going to probably remain, uh, part of the clues and all like that, uh, if you will. But I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a fun though, process. Yeah, it will be. Um, you know, I, Colbert was such a lifer. He loved pro days. I mean, this dude went to every pro day that, that he could and we'll see what Weidel does, what Khan does. I imagine Khan will want to do it just to kind of really get a good feel for things. It's been the model of this team. I'm pulling up one article now and it is just a collection of stories and, you know, bits and pieces here and there. But article I wrote last year when they hired Andy Weidel, the big book of Andy Weidel, that's going to focus on his mentality, his upbringing. He's a, you know, Pittsburgh guy, Western PA guy's first NFL job was as an intern with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the late 90s, left right before Colbert got hired. And so um, I'm going to try to lean on that, but it will be a process for us to uh, to, to watch this thing unfold. Uh, Garrett says, thanks for all the hard work, Dave and Alex. You guys continue to kill it. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, let's see. Uh, next question comes from our friend John Pennington and should mention 135 in the chat. So thank you guys so much. Sean says, 
Hello, Dave and Alex. What players do you think the Steelers should bring back and who should be let go? I think we've talked about that some. I'm not going to go through the whole listening. I'm still thinking about some of those things and considerations, but Cam Sutton you'd want back. Terrell Edmonds you'd want back. I'm okay. Where are you at on Gentry? You're bringing Gentry back, and I think we're maybe a little different on, on Zach Gentry. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like you almost have to, to be honest with you, because if not, you're going to have to go into the draft, uh, you know, spend another fifth-round uh, draft pick on a on, on a blocking-type tight end. So uh, I just I just wish both those guys, or, you know, uh, really all three of them, I mean, Connor Hayward is what he is. He's never going to be a premier end-of-the-line blocker. I just wish, you know, both uh, Fryermuth and, 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 and Zach Gentry were better blockers than, than what they are. I think they, I think we've seen kind of the ceiling on those guys. Uh, you know, Gentry, you can target a little bit in the passing game. And those two are like fricking frack mm-hmm. anyway, at this point. And you almost feel guilty kind of splitting, <laughs> splitting those two guys up at, uh, at this point. So, uh, I mean, if the price is right and I would imagine it is, it, it, it will be, I don't think people are going to be falling all over themselves, uh, to, uh, to, to, to sign a Zach Gentry. Although Jesse James got him in a pretty decent contract. I think, uh, uh, didn't he, uh, during, during, uh, was it first or second trip uh, through free agency that he had there, uh, that, you know, we'll see. It would not surprise me if he's back, but you know, Alex, you know, Cameron Sutton, uh, Edmonds if the price is right. We talked about KZ. Uh, Boykin ought to be cheap. Yep. I'd try to get him back because of the special teams play. Uh, who am I missing Spillane. here? I'm good with bringing Spillane back. Yeah, if the price is right with Spillane, bring him back. Uh, a lot of the other guys that we that, that we have, uh, Wormley, if, if you can get him at a good price because you're going to be losing so much uh, off of uh, off that defensive line, and it is. So it would be nice to have kind of a cheaper, uh, you know, backup experience, backup uh, in in you know in him. I'm reading through the other names here. And he's not football. Is he going to come back? Special I mean, teams. If you, I mean, if you got him for minimum, yeah. I, I wouldn't do anything more than that. Just, I mean, NFL minimum with him. And on top of that, I'd make sure there was another undrafted free agent. Running back that plays special teams in, in you know, uh, Jesse Davis might be one. Alex, I mean, we didn't, eh. you know, we didn't get to see him play good. any, and that, that's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. good thing there. But you know what? I uh, here going, you know, uh, there's a conversation to be had there, Alex, because you know his his tape at guards. <laughs> night day difference than it is this tackle if i'm bringing him back i'm bringing him back as a guard you know which which i'm i assume he was this year and knock on wood we didn't see him i'm not gonna not i'm not gonna fall all over myself trying to pay him big money to come back but if i could get him on a on a on a on a veteran benefit contract i'd, I'd bring jesse davis back to camp at least I mean, yeah, you can. Doesn't hurt, but I'm good with just letting him go. Not uh, right. well. He's he's a thrilled. better guard. His his tape was much different. Yeah. Is he going to be uh, just I, a guard? Can he play center? He's he kind of has, I think. I think yeah, maybe he played but uh, I mean, if he if he could be your swing guard, man, what's wrong with that? Yeah, but typically those interior guys got to play all three. You don't have too many just pure like the way Haas and Hour could theoretically play both guard and center. I mean, maybe you could get away with it, but it's not ideal. Ah, well, uh, well, what I'm saying is I'm not falling all over myself yeah, to pay him big money, sure. but if I could get him cheap, I'd, br- I would certainly bring him in there to push the pile, you know, uh, during, during, during camp. Trent and, Scott, a free agent. Uh, yeah, he is, but he can walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring Trent Scott. He's Pat Myers guy. 
Picks off Vince alone. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. As biased as you are against Jesse Davis, that's that's where I am <laughs> on Trent Scott. I right, think. Fair enough. You know, just they, very... they they did try to play him. Hand, you know, uh, man, he ended up logging. What did he log in 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 snaps this year? Thirty. Sixty. Was it even Scott? that high? I'd have to look. I don't. I don't. I feel like sixties maybe a bit high. It might, it might have been like thirty-five. I don't know. I think decent amount. I don't know. Uh, I know uh, Clayton just uh, had the updated article today. Okay. Uh, where was it on there? I'll find him real quick. Um, as you do that, just and I'm not don't I'm not endorsing this 100. percent But one name that I just kind of saw that I thought would make sense to return to Pittsburgh. How about Chris Hubbard? How about Mother Hubbard coming back? Uh, I no? think. Uh, yeah, I think it's past 32. Uh, let's see. No, that's 32 total snaps. Uh, uh. 31 total offensive snaps. Okay, so I was about in line with, with my guess. Right, there. right. Uh, we you know, they, they'd use him as that extra end of the line, yeah. you know, goal, goal line, you know, quasi-tight end, if you will. And one snap at right tackle this year. He got one for, that, for a core right. four there. Uh, let's see. Thomas says, Steve Alex, love the work you put in all year long. Cannot wait for the first mock draft next week. That'll be our first player profile. We already have, I don't know when my first actual mock will come out. Probably not for a little bit, but the first uh, draft profile, hopefully for Monday. Uh, which three positions would you like to see the Steelers address with the first three picks? Again, kind of talked about this loosely. D-line, potentially still O-line. Edge. Edge. <laughs> You know, it depends a lot on free agency that comes before the draft, what they, who they resign, who they don't, who they pick up in free agency. They're going to make moves there. So it's really hard to map that out. Still pretty far out in the calendar. Yeah, this far, you know, from where we sit now, and obviously this changes once you get into free agency. But uh, man, I, I, once again, I think they really should address, you know, defensive line in this one. Uh, they have finally have got to address the outside linebacker position with a young player. And even if they in, intend on signing Alex Highsmith to a, uh, uh, to, to a contract extension this offseason, I'm tired of all these these the Jameer Jones and the Malik Reeds and uh 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 who was Taco the one to, Charlton uh, Derek Taco Tuska, Tr- Derek Tuska Ryan Anderson yeah enough get spend a uh you know a third second or a third round draft pick on a guy that can come in and rush the passer and be part of that rotation uh, hopefully, you know, by midway, midway through the season here, because we saw what happened when this team had a guy go down, you know, in there and, and, you know, they, they need three quality edge rushers on this team. Or potentially just make the Marvin Leal really a de facto outside linebacker. Uh, and that might be a or, way or to have do him that. drop weight. Yeah. Do yeah. It. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Leal, I'm still mixed on, but I think, He's not, and I don't want to belabor the point too much. I want to get the questions, but he's not a defensive lineman. Why didn't like anybody ask, I know. Why didn't anybody? I mean, if we were there today, that would have been a question I would ask. What is yeah. the plan with DeMarvin Leal? Can, <laughs> are you going to make him an outside linebacker, ask him to drop weight, or do you in, intend on, you know, uh, making him a, you know, three eye or, you know, th- you know three tech, four mm-hmm. eye tech or something along those lines, you know? And I think the answer is clear. I think he's a, an outside linebacker, or a more of a stand on his feet edge type of guy that's gonna, that can be a three tech on third downs, obvious pass situation. That's kind of how he was used this year, essentially, once Watt went down. So that would also be a way to give yourself some depth there on the edge. Steals outside linebackers, they don't drop much. It's under 10%, not like it used to be when they're doing a third of the time. So. That would be, I think, an, actually a way to do that without spending capital on, on the position in the draft. 
I mean, I you could still do that and still spend oh, yeah. a fourth or fifth yeah, round. Yeah, but not a not a you know right. second round or third round. It becomes right. less of an issue. Um, there's some debate to be had about that, but I think it's an option. Mark Miller, uh, in the way of two early draft pick questions, there are several corner options in the 10 to 15 range. Is that the early favorite for the 17th pick? There's really no favorite this far out, Mark. Besides Edmonds in Buffalo, is there a free agent inside linebacker out there? What, David Long in Tennessee, I think, is uh, going to hit? That's your guy, right, Dave? <laughs> That's the guy I thought they should have drafted instead of Devin Bush. Uh, I haven't really spent a lot of time looking at it just yet. I obviously will uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks. I mean, I, I suppose that's one. And, you know, then you know, Edmonds is Ed, – Ed, the thing about Ed, uh, Edmonds in Buffalo, man, is he's he, – he, he doesn't fit what they look for normally uh, as far as body size. But he's, he's, a, he's a stallion, man. I mean, he is – Planet Theory kind of build kind of that six three six four type guy. They normally they don't normally get them that big, you know. Yeah, but when usually because those guys don't even exist. I mean, sure. how many guys of that size are uh, even sure. out there? You know, and see, that's going to be part of the process of how married all the Steelers to the old way, the old the old way of measurable doing business and stuff like that. Well, I, so, I think uh, he's a he, I think he's a, a Tomlin like he, he's pedigree, he's bloodlines, he's athletic, he's young, he's going to be twenty five. Like I think he checks all the boxes. Okay. And, I mean, other other than just being taller than what they normally look for, you know. Yeah, the things against him are he, he'll be expensive. He won't, I don't know how expensive, but he'll be you know more than Miles Jack cost last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, he's not had a great career. It's kind of maybe been a little disappointing from the stuff I heard from Bills uh, Bills Nation. Uh, plus, Pittsburgh's been down this road before. Let's try to find another inside linebacker. Maybe you should right. go D line first. And so. There's a, a thought about capital investment focusing inside out, and that would not really be the approach to that. So, uh, but it'll be talked about, and, and I think it's reasonable to to do that. And as far as the cornerback uh, uh, question, I, I you know look from where I sit right now, I I'll be surprised if they take a cornerback in the first round. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'd be less surprised than you, but I'm not really in a mindset of what I'll be surprised and not surprised by. It, it's usually dependent off of what they what their visits look like and their pro day searches look like. And that's kind of what tells me what direction uh, they are going. Scrolling back up here, about 15 minutes left. So be sure to get your questions in. Uh, we'll do this till about 7:45. started a bit earlier. Going to wrap up a bit earlier as well. Uh, let me find a question here from somebody. Uh, let's see. Ask question about Cliff Kingsbury. I don't count on that. Just getting fired by Arizona. What's the biggest area of growth this year? I think that's just a general statement. Run game, offensive line. Um, you know, taking care of the football. Those were all the the major strides this offense made the back half of the year. Uh, let's see. Brian Tolini, do you see the fact of Deontay catching 86 passes with zero touchdowns as a red flag about Canada's offense and not just a weird stat? I think it's probably more weird stat than it is an indictment on Canada. Yeah, there's some things you can talk about. I think Johnson was used poorly, especially the first six weeks of the season. But he had his chances this year in the Bills game. A couple of games this year. Colts game, I think he should have caught touchdowns and, and did not. Yeah, there was a couple. I mean, he, he you know, a couple of chances that he had. And then obviously uh, another two yards yesterday, and he would have had one there. Uh, I think, you know, for a good part of you know, for first first part of the season, you know, look, 
yards after the catch. This, this team's got to get better yards after the catch. We actually saw a few, a few of those the last couple of weeks, I think, overall. But uh, and, and I wrote about this, I don't know, three quarters of the way through, through the season or whatnot. I mean, Deontay Johnson's not going to have an opportunity a lot of yak when you're running a bunch of curl routes or comeback routes with him. And, 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 you know, at the time they weren't, you know, barely using them on slants or any type of uh, deep balls. And uh, uh, even the deep balls, uh, uh, a good number of the deep balls this past season, you know, really, how many were really on target that he had a a, a real legitimate chance at. So I'm with Alex. I think it was just one of those, you know, one of those quirky type statistical anomalies that happen and you could get into week one of next season. He has three touchdowns in one or two touchdowns in one game, you know? Sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I know they were trying to get him his touchdown yesterday. I mean, they threw what two slants and both were batted down. I felt like there was a force field preventing Deontay from scoring this year. Uh, should note the, uh, the record he broke of James Wilder, who caught 85 passes in 84, 1984 without a touchdown, went the next year, caught 53 passes and no touchdowns. So if you want some history there, uh, Wilder did not have any more success the following season, but that's all, of course, just just noise, but we love the weird stats at Steelers Depot. Good question here from White Bomba 24 xe Does the Steelers' number 33 pick from the Bears live up to 32 because the Dolphins forfeited their draft pick because of tampering. Does that mean the Steelers have two first-round picks? It will, in essence, White Mamba become the 32nd pick of the draft. It is not a first-round pick, so it will not carry the fifth-year option the fifth, that um, first-round picks do. So it will be the 32nd selection, but it is still a second-round pick. Right. It's still going to be termed a second-round pick, the first pick in the second round. And as Alex stated, it w- does not come uh, with... Uh, with uh, you know a fifth-year option or anything like that. I mean, it'll be tech in all technicality. It will be the 32nd overall selection, but it's the if you want to boil it down, it's really the 33rd overall selection. It's just that there's a forfeited pick in between there. So uh, uh, you just don't get the, the the perks that come along with the 32nd pick, like the fifth-year option and all. Right. Fred Cam, what are the chances we go receiver with the Bears pick? It's so hard to be that specific about it. You know, can you rule it out? No, it depends on the board. It depends on, listen, after day one ends, assuming Pittsburgh doesn't trade up, they're going to get a lot of trade calls. First first team picking for round two and that, that uh, Thursday to Friday. So, you know, could they trade down? I think this team probably will be more likely to trade down than Kevin Colbert ever was. Um, they may not actually pick 32nd or 33rd overall. It may be a trade involved at some point. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Jake Collins. Any chance Dan Moore slides to left guard and competes with Dotson if we end up selecting a left tackle at 17? Your thoughts on that, Dave? Uh, say it again. Any chance Dan Moore slides to left guard and competes with Dotson if we end up selecting a left tackle at 17? I, I would be shocked. I'd be stunned, floored. I don't yeah. See it. I mean, if they take a left tackle at 17 and it's kind of a slam dunk starter. Maybe you have that conversation, but that's a transition that's heavier and more difficult than people think. A tackle going to guard. You know, I know he's a good run blocker, and, and maybe there's something there, but maybe he just becomes your, your really solid swing tackle. That, to me, makes more sense in trying to, to make him a guard. couple more questions here before Dave and I wrap things out. Infinity 2Z3R0. Hi, Alex and Dave. Here's a fun thought experiment. If Pittsburgh played the 2022 schedule in reverse, what would the record be? 
It's crazy, but I think they win three more games. Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. Good question. Uh, we could talk about that all day and reverse engineer this thing. You know, when does Pickett end up playing? As you're kind of referencing some of the injuries that you know Miami's had now. All I say, all I'll say is this, and this isn't really answering your question. I'm just mad about the Jets. Just game. beat the Jets. Yeah, just beat the Jets. <laughs> that's the one game. Like I don't like to play play the whole. They should have won this game and all that, but that's the game they should have won, and, and that's the one that really just burns me up. Uh-huh. So it doesn't really answer your question. I don't know what the record would be. There's so many variables at play, but uh, it, it's an interesting question that I wish I could could give the the time towards. Uh, Jared, after 12 or so full games of tape on Kenny Pickett, what would you say is his his best physical playing trait and an intangible trait that gives you hope? The best physical trait, accuracy. I think overall he's a pretty highly accurate quarterback for for being a rookie. Uh, The intangible trait is that leadership, some of those chip-on-the-shoulder game-winning drives against the Raiders and Ravens. Um, That was, you know, kind of knew he was wired that way, but really good to see that in the NFL. Well, look, you know, what did, what did the Steelers say right after after they picked him? The uh, uh, the accuracy, you know, you got to have an accurate quarterback, and 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 he seems to be, you know, uh, that uh, uh, he has uh, he's very at at no point, and this goes back from the very first snap that he took, even in the preseason. Uh, yeah, he seems very, 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 very poised. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, he's obviously got you know level of mobility to him. I think that 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 became prevalent throughout you know as the season wore on. And you know, just you know, one other thing. I mean, the last couple of games we have we have seen that out of uh, you know that that uh, out of structure you know kind of plays made by him. So uh, the things that I you know that I think we need to continue to see or, or we hope to see him develop more in moving on into next season is getting the football pushed down the field because you are not going to win in the NFL with a, a Justin net yards per te- passing attempt stat under six. Mm-hmm. You're just not, uh, you got to be able to throw the football down the field. Uh, he's thrown it down, you know, uh, down the middle of the field a little bit down the sideline a little bit. Can, you know, can he, can he really get in the situations where he, where he, where he uncorks a few of them and gets those complete uh, red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. We got to see him become a, 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 I think a more productive in the red zone when he throws and just uh, some of the pocket present stuff. I think at times he try, you know, he, he, he feels some stuff and, and kind of gets out of pockets that maybe he should have uh, stepped up in. But, you know, I, I, I'm a believer that, you know, first six around 20 games of, 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 of playing time, you really start getting a good idea of what you have and, ha- and don't have at that point. So I'm thinking around what six week, six week, seven, uh, we should have a pretty good idea of, of, of what Kenny Pickett is and isn't. But I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's unflappable. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he does have accuracy. He seems to understand concepts and what he sees, I think, across from him and just more experience now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, encouraged by by all of that for sure. Uh, just time for a couple more comments and questions. Jeremiah, happy the Steelers beat the Browns, even though they did not make the playoffs. Lizard72, some special teams talking a good point. Christian Kuntz is probably in line for some competition this year. He has quite a few Bad snaps saved by Harvin. I think you're right. I don't track, you know, the stats uh, to a T, but just watching the tape, I'm with you, Lizard. I think, uh, you know, he had a, a, a tough time this year. Uh, so I think that's a good point there. Probably some competition in for Christian Kuntz uh, later this offseason. 
Uh, let's see, cup more. Uh, Todd, yeah, uh, Devin Bush probably done in Pittsburgh. Why did they let go of Bugs? Bugs was a mess mentally from a just getting into a stance standpoint. I think maybe the release humbled him, and he's doing a good job in Detroit. So kudos to Isaiah Bugs. Uh, do we think Canada staying? Dave and I both leaning towards him staying, but it really could go either way right now. Check back by the end of the week. Mike Adesso, I don't know if any criticism is allowed, but Mark Robinson sure looked like a rookie yesterday. Yeah, he certainly, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows to every rookie, and Robinson has a skill set that works well, but it is limited right now, and you felt some of the downsides of him in space and reading and reacting and, and those types of things. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, he will, uh, you know, with him having some playing time under his belt and, you know, he's a, he's a converted, uh, converted running back, you know, and only had the one college college year at linebacker there. So, he, you know, he's going to have to learn the position if he learns a position and, and, you know, uh, you might have something there because, uh, he, he can move from point A to point B. He's not afraid of contact. We, we knew that all the way back to the, to the preseason there. So, you know, let, let's see what happens over the summer here. And I would think he's going to get every opportunity to be able to play some more snaps next year. Yeah, I, I definitely will. I'm excited to watch him in training camp. Is there more to Connor Hayward than we initially thought? Has his ceiling gotten higher? That's from John Horvat. Yeah, I think it was a good rookie year for Connor. He certainly progressed. His role expanded. Now, as Canada leaves, a new OC is brought in. I thought Canada's offense kind of fit Hayward well with some of the boot action and split flow, split, uh, split flow type stuff. So, if a different OC comes in, that may hurt him. Um, but yeah, I think Hayward had a had a good rookie year. Connor V, thoughts on Steven Sims' season? Does Calvin Austin automatically replace him next year? Austin will have to prove would have to earn the job. Um, you know, Sims was a return guy, jet sweep kind of guy, didn't do a whole lot in the past game, probably be around. Is he restricted, Steven Sims? What's his status, Dave? Uh, he is restricted. Okay. Uh, original round tender on him? Seventh round pick, I think he was? Uh, probably. Yeah. That, that, that would make, make sense. Is Gunner going to get cut? Gunner's going to get cut. I'm guessing. I don't uh, know what the money is. away that. with him. Yeah. I just, he never really had a role once he lost his, his punt return, kick return. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. And you did sign him to be that guy. Yeah. I mean, he did some, some of the jet sweep type stuff. Um, anyway, a couple more thoughts and questions. How does the offense fix their red zone, red zone fringe issues? Good question. It's going to probably require a deeper study. Um, I don't have a great answer for you right now there, Rory, but it is an important question. Uh, let's see what else we have. If we have anything else, Derek Watt gone. Could he get re-signed for super cheap? I, I mean, wouldn't if you want, uh, yeah, I mean, but do you, PJ? you think he wants to play for that? Yeah. Another guy that probably hopes Canada stays because it kind of carved a role in that offense. I, w- I wouldn't knock myself out over it because, you know, it, it, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you could do a deal similar to, to, to what Edmonds had this last go around, but I'd be real careful there. Why hasn't Kendrick Green been cut yet if he hasn't played a single snap? He'll be on the, I assume we'll be on the summer roster, the camp roster, but will he actually make it to week one next year? It doesn't look good. You've kept him this long. You'll keep him all the way through uh, uh, probably most of the summer there and then cut him right before uh, before the season starts there. I, uh, he's, I mean, he, he, he was, you know, the only player on the roster that didn't even dress for a game this year. So really, uh, yeah, he was the only one, wow. uh, that was on the roster for all, all, all 17 games that never, never saw the active list. He was the starting never, center he, day yeah, one he, last year. Uh, I never put the pads on this huh. year. 
Good, st- good stat of the weird, Dave. Very good stat of the weird. I like that one. Uh, Brad Smith, Jack Campbell from Iowa would be a nice addition in the draft. Yeah, I've mentioned him a bit. Got to watch him more, but I think that's a good name to suggest. And a very Iowa theme there. Brad Smith, the former Hawkeye receiver and played with the Jets, talking about Jack Campbell. I assume that's not the same person, but made my uh, my, my memory there. All right, that's probably going to wrap things up. Let me just try to see if I have any other really you know pressing questions here. Randy Wagner says, thank you for uh, the stream tonight. Uh, pay Brian Flores, give him a yacht. That's from Mark Tobin. We'll see if he goes to Cleveland or anywhere else. And that seems to be just about it. So I know you got to go, Dave, where I'm going to go as well. You guys can check out this stream archive version on Steelers Depot in a little bit. Appreciate the fantastic support for this first offseason stream, the, the uh, super chats, the number of people here in the audience. Um, that was fantastic. So, so certainly appreciate you guys and appreciate you, Dave, as well, being with us. And you do a great job running these. You always have. And uh, thanks for everybody who showed up. Peace and love to everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll be back in two Mondays from now, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark.